Hello and welcome everybody. About four years ago, just over four years ago, my last relationship ended. And not long after it ended, probably a month or two, I, I dusted myself off. I went through the initial kind of messiness and drama and grief uh, immediately after the end of the relationship. And then... I wanted to start dating again. I wanted to find a new person. I was just really gung-ho to get out there and meet new people and find a new partner. But before that could get going, the world shut down. It was early 2020 when I was just starting to like approach that, um, that prospect of like really putting myself out there. And worldwide lockdowns happened. And immediately when that started and my work shut down and I was, you know, facing the likely reality of having to spend months in lockdown by myself in a little apartment, um, I initially had like a very primal mating instinct. Like some part of me just immediately wanted to find someone to shack up with, basically. But I didn't do that. Uh... For whatever reason, there was another voice in me, another force, and um, I ended up just like, you know, I, I downloaded Tinder, and um, and yet by the time everything locked down, I was just like, man, I, I guess I'm not going to be hanging out with anybody anytime soon. And in fact, it was very much the opposite. What ended up, ended up happening is I just was completely alone in the initial phase of the lockdown. And the first chunk of that was pretty painful. I I was alone with a lot of feelings of grief that were the residue of that relationship that I had gotten out of. I was just confronted by everything that I probably would have just glossed over by jumping into another woman's arms. And instead, I was just like painfully alone with whatever childhood wounds that the dissolution of that relationship had triggered. Um, and honestly, that was kind of perfect. It was very beautiful to just be with those feelings. And what I started doing during the lockdown was going for long walks. In the, I, I live near a forest, so I would just go on hours-long walks every day to get out of my house and move and be somewhere beautiful. And so I would feel all this grief and sadness, go for a long walk with it. By the end of the walk, I would usually feel a lot better. And what also started happening during that initial phase of solitude is I started writing. And um, I quickly escalated some scribbling uh, one afternoon alone in my apartment into deciding I wanted to write an entire book. And I got into a very productive, fruitful, creative zone. And I ended up staying in that zone for the next nine months until that book was like fully complete, had probably been reworked through like a dozen drafts. Like there was a first draft and then probably 11 or 12 more drafts after that. And then finally, nine months later, it was done. It was edited and it was published. Um, and during that period, I kept on giving myself little ultimatums because this whole time I still really wanted to find another person. 
And once I started writing and I got into this really productive space, I kind of lied to myself. But I thought it was true. I thought I was telling myself the truth. truth. But I gave myself this promise. And I said, Miles, when you've done your first draft of this book, you can start dating again. Because by, by now, that initial lockdown has, had calmed down. And I, could, I was going for walks and I was seeing people clearly on dates. It was like dating was a thing again. You could do that if you wanted to. But I had tapped into such a fruitful creative space i thought it would be absolutely insane to destroy that by getting infatuated with a woman because i my last relationship had been very dramatic and intense and i knew there was no way on earth that i would be able to sustain the kind of creative focus and clarity that i was in writing this book if I were to fall in love with another person immediately, because my last experience of it was totally ungrounding and destabilizing and it was beautiful and I was grateful for it. I am grateful for it. But um, I, I just I knew myself well enough to know that if I wanted to see this project through, I probably should stay with it. And there was something about it that felt like being in love. I mean, it didn't feel like being in love, I was in love. And I had all or many of the physiological symptoms that I would experience when falling in love with a woman. Like this glowing euphoria and this constant daydreaming about, in this case, the the writing and where I was going with it next. I wasn't thinking about how I kissed somebody the other night or the conversation we had or how much I want to hold her or whatever. I was thinking about the writing and, oh my, I can't believe what came through me today and I wonder where it's going next. And um, Yeah, it was just this like passionate, exquisite love experience that was also quite painful and arduous and harrowing, just like a lot of relationships. Um, Anyhow, so... When I finally finished the book, that, once again, I told myself, okay, now I'm going to start dating again. But immediately after publishing it, I realized I had to figure out how to market this thing. I had created this book, and a handful of people who knew me um, bought it, and some of them really, really loved it, and they wrote reviews, and they sent me messages, and it was very touching and heartwarming, but I realized I had a huge mission ahead of me, because I'd been living like a hermit, not just for the last nine months, but really for like the previous like seven years. I had been on this very kind of like solitary monkish phase of life. Um, so I pushed it back again. I'm like, well, Miles, bad time to start dating. Don't don't do that right now. You got work to do. And I kept on doing that again and again. I would kind of give myself these empty promises of, oh, you, you can start dating again once you've finished this, once you've gotten to that. And eventually, I just stopped making those silly promises because I think I started to realize, like, something's different now. Like, at the start of that lockdown, I was like really wanting to fill my life with another person. Whereas now, 
I've got some things that are very exciting and beautiful that are filling up my life. First, it was the writing. It was also developing more of a relationship with nature because I was going for walks in the woods every day. And over time, over a few years, that slowly developed into this very beautiful, intimate connection of like studying the plants and the seasons, starting to harvest certain certain things for medicine and rekindling this deep spiritual intimacy with the land that I had had uh, uh, in a previous chapter of my life. And then I started reconnecting with my family, who I had not been in contact with for years, and that was a very intense and awkward um, undertaking to kind of walk back into some relationships that I had walked away from. And um, yeah, it was no small undertaking. And it felt like I was much more present to that, again, because I had all of the space in my life to focus on these things. Um, and again, that was, it was a difficult thing, but it was absolutely necessary and beautiful and just just so incredibly important to return to those relationships, to heal those relationships, because it just felt like getting myself back. Um, and yeah, so during this period, which now has stretched on for four years, eventually um, I stopped, I guess, putting off dating and, and eventually got to a point where I was like, okay, I think that what is happening is my life does have a lot of love in it. So I don't have the same kind of crushing, crashing neediness clawing for another person to fill me up. And also, Maybe even more significant than that is like over these years, I've been working on myself in very practical ways sometimes, um, figuring out who I am, discovering my voice, my purpose, and getting rooted in that. And a part of that has been, I guess, having the space to really re-examine what I want as a relationship. Because... There have been things over these past few years, there have been wonderful people who have come into my world where there was chemistry and there was certainly could have been an opportunity for us to explore something. But in each of those instances, there's been some voice in me that was like, I, I don't think so, Miles. Like this person is amazing. They're a wonderful person. But this this voice in me is telling me very clearly, I think you, you should just be friends with this person. That's, in fact, my gut would tell me, like, I know I should just be friends with this person. And I've just decided to listen to that when I hear it. Because in the past, I've not listened to it. And I'd rather stay focused on this one path than not listen to myself and get all tangled up and messed up. Because, again, I know that how I love. And I think that's, um, I guess it feels significant because... I don't feel like I've given up on partnership or intimate love or romantic love or, or whatever you want to call it. I feel like I've actually started to let myself dream much larger than I allowed myself to dream before. 
because I have nothing to lose. <laughs> I've already been through the kind of pain of withdrawal, getting to the point where I'm comfortable with myself and I feel all of this love throughout my life. And so I don't have a sense of desperation for intimacy or, or love from a woman. Would it be amazing to experience that? Oh my God, would it ever be amazing? I know how good it feels to, to connect with somebody. Um, I guess I've just allowed myself to, yeah, like dream towards something that feels really amazing and do the work on myself, like work on my life and get myself together and I guess prepare myself for that kind of commitment and yeah, I guess all of this is to say I don't have cynicism in my heart after these four years of aloneness, singlehood, celibacy. I don't feel more cynical. I actually feel more idealistic. And in a way that's practical, hopefully that's practical and grounded, um, because I understand that I'm never going to be perfect. So if I think that I have to like work on myself and fix my life and get it all together that's a bar that I can probably continually raise, you know? So that's a bit of a trap to feel like I have to, like, get it all together before I'm ready for another person in my life. Um, and same goes for looking for a partner. Nobody's perfect, and I'm certainly not interested in anybody that's perfect because that would be really annoying to be around. <laughs> I would constantly be judging myself. It would be much better to be <laughs> with another human with all of our beautiful flaws and complexity, the things that make us beautiful, right? Um, anyhow, uh, I'm getting a little rambly, a little off track, so maybe I'll try to try to wrap this up. But essentially, I, I think one of the most important things I've learned is um, don't stop finding ways to experience or express love and connection and communion. It's really important because for me, there is an energy in me, and it's a very amorous energy. It's very intense, and it needs somewhere to go. It needs to live. It needs to go into writing a book. It needs to go into the painful labyrinth of figuring out how to find an audience for that book, or it needs to go into a deep, reverential, magical connection with the natural world. It needs to go into um, just the kind of, like, stoic aspects of life having to work a job and having to show up and be kind to people and um be, you know try to be generous of spirit out in the world and connect to the beauty of strangers um yeah friends family all of these different forms of connection have been what has made life so beautiful over these past four years and uh, there's definitely been hard times there have been times of devastating difficulty um but that's just life and, <laughs> and that's sometimes that's what makes it interesting right that contrast the the highs and the lows um anyhow I write about all of this in my books. If you're interested in checking them out, links in the description or the show notes. There are audiobooks narrated by me. There are paperbacks, ebooks, 
And yeah, just raw, personal, authentic stories about love, loss, finding power, stumbling around in this beautiful, challenging world. Um, yeah, check them out if you're interested. And if you resonated with today's talk, let me know. You can leave a comment sharing your thoughts, your experience. Give this a thumbs up if you liked it. And if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, do subscribe. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, take care of yourselves.